Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the ASA Podcast, a program for automotive professionals that helps keep you ahead of what's now, what's new, and what's next in the business of automotive service and collision repair. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association, dedicated to driving your success. And we'll be sharing information, insight, and inspiration that will not just help you make a living, it will help you make a difference. Hi, I'm talking today with Ray Fisher, the President and Executive Director of the Automotive Service Association, and we're going to talk a little bit about the X50 Conference and Expo. Ray, welcome to the show. Hey, Tony. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time out and uh, putting this together with me. Yeah, I'm glad we were able to talk. You know, we've been doing a couple of these podcasts on the X50 show, and I thought I should come right to the source and talk to the individual who probably more than anyone else has, has really been spearheading this thing. Oh, I've got a lot of help, but yeah. It is always a team effort, and we're going to get into that. Yeah. But from your perspective, this is something that's a little bit different. Actually, it's a lot different than anything we've seen out there. And I thought we'd start our conversation by talking about that. What makes the X50 different from the other virtual events we've experienced? Well, you know, Tony, we, first of all, we got a real good platform. It's a virtual platform. And when we were undertaking this project, we kind of wanted to look at the objective of taking that in-person experience and making it truly as much virtual as we can, meaning that you got an auditorium to go to for your meetings. You've got a networking area or a lounge. You've got a lobby. You've got an expo hall, all of that type of thing, plus being able to get brochures see videos and all that at the, at the expo booths, all that type of thing. And plus, one of the other things is that we've got a great variety of trainers, you know, both in the aftermarket, and I don't think I've seen this uh, elsewhere, but we also have four vehicle manufacturers doing teaching as well in, in the sessions. So we've really got a diversity of information and getting an idea of not only today, but worrying about tomorrow too as, as a repair facility. So. And then, of course, with the expo floor, it's virtually like an expo floor where you can go right up to the booths and have conversation. You can even reserve a chat time, you know, ahead of time. We're going to open the doors early. And attendees will be able to go in and register. Let's say Tony's at the ASA booth on Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. I can go in as an attendee and say, I want to see Tony and block that spot. And the same holds true with the other expo booths. So that's an, an opportunity. Again, we want to make this to where it's just a great experience and a great opportunity for everybody. And of course, needless to say, I think you know, I'm a little biased, but the price point is extremely affordable. So we're excited about it. And it's as you know, when we did the research on this, we found that it was in the top five of a virtual platform. So glad to be putting that on. Yeah, well, I got to agree with you on the price point. You know, I did some quick math in my head and we've got about 50 training sessions. That works out to about $3 a session. It doesn't get much less expensive than that. Actually, Tony, to your point, it's $3 for a member and $4 for a non-member. So even if you're not a member, you can still save quite a bit of money. So yeah, a great opportunity. Well, the idea is to get the training out there. I know that's part of what we've all been doing. This past year, we've seen a lot of virtual events. Are you worried about Zoom fatigue or anything like that with this? Oh, absolutely. I think we're all kind of bouncing off the walls at this point because of the pandemic and, and we all miss each other. But by the same token, you know, that we can take that approach or we can look at the opportunity. And, and the opportunity is this. When you're talking about uh, having an in-person thing and we, and we all want our staff to go and learn the same things that we always pick up when we go to these conferences and expos and they're great experiences in person, 
but it's many times not affordable to take the whole shop, not only to shut it down, but then you've got air travel and all the other costs involved too. And so what better way to really show your appreciation for your employees by giving them this opportunity to get some great training, have access to it for 30 days thereafter, right? Mm -hmm. And not just that, but able to stop at the booths, you know, whether it's maybe a a parts vendor or uh, some of the services that are provided, uh, some of the software services, but you can stop by the actual booth of these folks and get it right from the horse's mouth. And that's got to be a, a great reward for your employees. So I really think that's a tremendous opportunity at an extremely low cost. Yeah. And, you know, the ability to actually go back and review some of the training classes, maybe that you couldn't get to or you did get to and you want to kind of refresh, that's a tremendous advantage, I think, associated with this. Absolutely. You're right there. Yep. And it's funny, we've gained a new appreciation of the value of the virtual training, virtual everything, I think, just because we've had to. But, you know, there are some definite advantages. And again, the fact that you can go back and review something where at a live event, once it's over, it's over. Yeah. So there's some, there's some unique opportunities here. But, you know, you had mentioned being able to interface with a bunch of people. You know, there's a variety of participants in this program. How did all that come together? A bunch of different ways, actually. You know, we've got relationships with a lot of the vendors and have had them. One of the things that makes ASA very unique is that we have 10 affiliates as well. And so between the affiliates and their contacts, both at locally and regional levels, and our contacts at the national level, Mm -hmm. everybody just kind of pulled resources and came together and uh, were geeked on this. Of course, as all of us kind of got tasked with asking the people we know, it was amazing, even with all the other programs going on, how many individual participants were very quick to say, when's it going to be and how do I get involved? And we're just ecstatic to have all these folks involved with us. It's really cool to see that they have the same passion that we do, and that is to help the industry and come together and do whatever we have to do to make it happen. So we were very fortunate that way. And of course, we're extremely grateful to all those that took a chance with us because this is new for us. And we've learned a lot and we're going to continue to improve. We're hoping to go forward and we'll talk about that a little bit later, maybe. But, you know, I I think that uh, there was a lot of synergy that came together quickly and they got behind it and and my hat's off to them for being with us. And again, it just increases the value of that opportunity. It is definitely a unique experience for sure. And we talked about teamwork a little bit earlier. I know there was quite a bit of, uh, of cooperation in this. You had committees working on this and I believe with co-chairs too with the affiliates, right? Right. Oh, yeah. You know, between the staff and the affiliates and the, com- you know, the committees, the co-chairs, we couldn't have done it alone. You know, if we did, we'd have another two years to be working on it. You know, it was great. Everybody's energy came together. The affiliates really did a great job. We had a committee on education and training. That was their task. Came to the expo setup and, and all that. That was their task came to uh, sponsorship, that was their task. And everybody had a little bit of the elephant, right? And, and uh, took a bite of it. And the co-chairs kind of played traffic cop and helped me and helped our, uh, the staff as well and filled some of the voids that we had. And it's just a, a tremendous opportunity. And we learned a lot, you know, we've got some wounds to lick, but we learned a lot. And the great thing is, is that in no time was it negative. Everybody was really positive about it and just wanting to see it come together. And even our partners, you know, when we've had a couple of hiccups here or there or missed a deadline here or there, we all worked together and came together. And, and that's what our industry needs to do. And that's what ASA is all about. 
And uh, this exercise really, really showed that. I'm really pleased and grateful. Watching it all come together, I'll tell you, it's, it's been a study in cooperation. I know we've gotten a lot of really positive comments from individuals looking forward to the show. Yeah. But, you know, you and I share a common background in that we both ran facilities for quite some time. Yeah. Be honest. Do you, would you, if you were still running a facility, would you come to this? Absolutely. Again, going back to what I said earlier, Tony, you know, it's, it's a tremendous opportunity at affordable cost. You know, we all have budgets. And one of the things that I used to do is create an education. As part of my budget, I always had education, like many successful shops do, right? I had a budget for education. And usually it was myself and maybe a manager or a team member that I would factor into that training. And, in, and there we go. You know, we go to Las Vegas, we go to Florida, we go wherever the event is. And next thing you know, you spent two grand plus meals and all that stuff by the time it's all gone two to three grand. And next thing you know, you share about 10% of what you what you attended because those were your priorities in that. Mm -hmm. This is an opportunity to have your whole staff at that same budget or less, have your whole staff attend, have your whole staff have the opportunity to talk to the horse's mouth, meaning the vendors who are going to be there and who are supporting this right there. So if they've got some questions about Jasper engine, for example, and transmission. Mm -hmm. They had a question about that. Uh, they, their, their technicians can go right there and get the answers or get the contact of who do they talk to. Or if it's one of our parts vendors or one of our software providers. I mean, what an opportunity. You can't do that in a physical setting unless it's local and, and that's, then it's affordable. But um, when you start talking about those travel costs, man, this is so economical. So I'm not uh, being dishonest. I'd do it in a minute. It, it just makes sense, dollars and cents. Well, I'll tell you, just looking at the rundown, that's compelling enough for me. Some of the topics that are being covered, you know, just keeping up with the changing in technology these days is, is a struggle. Right. And one of the big things that we look forward to when we go to these events is the networking. And one of the things that impressed me about the X50 program or the, or the backbone that we're using is the opportunity for that type of interaction. And there's going to be plenty of, of opportunities that we have chat rooms and everything else set up, right? Oh, right. And so that's, that's another option. You know, we talk about what are the attributes to this platform. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, Tony, you know, you go to a class. How often have we gone physically and there's been two classes at the same time and we have to try and flip a coin and figure out which one we want to go to? Mm -hmm. Well, number one, you can do that later. Number two, going one step further. So now I see that Tony's going to be in the ASA booth Saturday morning and I'm taking a class at that time. Well, I can make an appointment with Tony, know that he's going to be locked in to see me from 10 o'clock to 1010 or 1010 to 10:20, whatever that time frame may be. I can step out of that classroom for that 10 minutes, go talk to Tony real quick, come back into my classroom, and then go back later and find out what 10 minutes I missed on that class, right? What an opportunity. And where are you going to get that? So yeah, I think it's a, a tremendous opportunity. Of course, not to mention now, that's, that's the selfish part, me finding something out from Tony. But what about my peers that are there from all over the United States? Right. And being able to talk to them. We've got a lounge. There's going to be multiple chat rooms available that you can attend. There's going to be an opportunity to talk with the instructors after the class because we're going to have an instructor chat. So after a class is done, if their time allows, they're going to go there for about 15 minutes because we've got such a tight schedule that we have to stay on schedule because of the virtual but the good thing is instructors, most of them will be able to go right after into the instructor chat room and you'll be able to ask questions during that time too. So, I mean, we really 
everybody's uh, minds came together on this mm -hmm. and we, we tried to make it as bulletproof as we could. So a great opportunity, great platform to work off of. Yeah. And that opportunity to connect also extends to the exhibitors too. You can make appointments with exhibitors just like you would at a regular show, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that's an exhibitor, uh, if they've got a time slot they, that they've made uh, available, you can make an appointment with them. Yes. Well, again, this is something that I don't think the industry has ever seen before. And frankly, from the folks I've talked to in the series that we've been doing on this, I've been excited about it because I think it might be a look ahead at where we're going. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of the trainers, especially that I've talked to said, you know, we've all been doing virtual training. And while we feel we don't reach as many people as we used to when everybody got together at a big show, we're reaching people we never did before. Right. Some of the more rural shops, as you said, the individuals who, for whatever the reason, either can't afford or don't have the time or don't have the personnel to send these things. And they can participate perhaps for the first time in a long time, if ever, in the same type of training that they would normally get spending a fair amount of money to get there, stay there, and then bring what they can back to the rest of the shop. This is a way, as you said, to involve everybody in that process in a way that's never been possible before, really. Right. And, you know, Tony, to that point, you and I were spoiled kind of growing up uh, in this industry because we weren't far from a major airport. Yeah. Just think about those people that would have to drive two hours to a major airport because of the cost of flights and things of that nature. And then on top of it, when they get home after going through such an event that you're mentally drained, now you got to drive two hours. So, I mean, what an opportunity to overtake that conundrum, shall we say. Yeah. I personally am happy for the fact that we have a, a virtual briefcase. Yes. I don't have to lug around all that paper that I usually grab when I'm <laughs> straight. That's true too. And to that point, you know, that's what, let's talk about that for a minute. So by going to the booths and the providers have, you know, flyers or videos, uh -huh. You dump it into that virtual briefcase that you're talking about. And then at the end of the day, you dump it and it'll come to your email and go right into your, you know, you put it on your hard drive and have it there and look at it later. And like you said, you're not, you're not realizing you got another suitcase you got to pay for now to take back home, right? So great opportunity there too. I'm glad you brought that up. If there's a bright lining to this disaster we went through in the past year, it's that it's forced all of us to think differently and more importantly, to evolve. And I know ASA has been evolving for a number of years. You know, we were actually moving into digital before COVID happened. And in many ways, it positioned, the, the industry was positioned kind of well to cope with this because we were kind of moving in that direction anyway. Where do you see us going? What's ahead? Well, you know, we're, we're already planning things for the fall physically and into next year as well. But I truly believe that uh, going forward, you're going to see a hybrid. You know, I think that mm -hmm. for a number of reasons we talked about, Obviously, uh, those that can make the, the physical events, we're going to continue that. But I think we also have seen throughout this whole last 16, 18 months, we've seen the, the need for something like this program. And all we want to do is enhance it and keep moving it forward. So I think you're going to see hybrids of this type of thing going forward because the information's coming too quickly. And we've got to have various methods. We can't wait a year. We can't wait six months. Mm -hmm. There's often cases we've got to get out right away. So I think there's going to be multiple facets of going forward that all are important and not any one is going to be the cure-all. Well, I, for one, am excited. I think this is a look into the future and the efficiencies that we can leverage with the new technology that we've all been dealing with that frankly didn't exist even 10 years ago. Right. Hell, five years ago that we're able to leverage now has really come in handy. Right. But 
I think this is just another example of growth that we're, we're looking at in the industry. You know, the vehicles that we work on have gotten more sophisticated. The people that work on them have gotten more sophisticated. And now the way that we learn about what's next has become more sophisticated. And I think the X50 just may be that signpost to the future that we've all been looking for. Right. Is there anything else that we, uh, we should cover before I let you go? Yeah, actually, Tony, you brought up a couple points there that made me think a little bit. You know, this is a non-threatening way of being able to cross-pollinate. What do I mean by that? Well, ASA has had the ability to take care of both collision repair industry needs and mechanical repair industry needs. And, of course, we have the advocacy in Washington, D.C., watching out for the interests of both entities. But this is an opportunity to cross-pollinate, meaning that our collision industry oftentimes sees the new technology quicker than our aftermarket mechanical repair facilities do. Mm-hmm. And of course, then we also see as the cars age a little bit on the mechanical side, we start seeing some of the things that become situations for certain vehicles and things like that. And so this is an opportunity for both entities to attend each other's classes. So find out, for example, Audi's talking about the EV platform and their electric vehicles. Mm-hmm and how it's related to the collision repair industry and how they have to adapt to it and uh, what things they have to do, adjustments they have to make as far as heat with a spray brake booth and so forth and so on, but also the intricacies of the, of the systems. And what a great opportunity for the mechanical portion of our membership to be able to go into that class and not feel out of place, you know, and they should never feel out of place. But mm-hmm. sometimes we say, oh, that's a collision thing or that's a mechanical. No, it's a consumer thing. Mm. And let's all focus on that together because we're going to have to get closer going forward. So I think this is a tremendous opportunity for each entity to cross-pollinate and go into those classes to see what's going on, become educated. You don't have to become specialists in it, but be aware of it. And that'll just do nothing but make us better and help us help consumers as, as well. So I think if there's anything takeaways... Take advantage of that. Well, as I said, I'm looking forward to participating. It's going to be a chance for me personally to uh, meet some of our members virtually. Right. And I think that uh, we're going to have the whole team there. So I know even Bob Redding, you had mentioned our Washington representative, even he'll be participating. Right. So we can learn a lot about what's coming down the road on the legislative side as well. So as I've said before, there's something for everyone at this show. And, and I think that, again, I, it's going to be an experience. And, you know, it's always about the experience. So, Well, Tony, and, and bringing up, Bob, you know, we start talk about legislative. And oftentimes I've done that in the room. Sometimes you get people rolling their eyes, and I get it. Me too. But the thing is, we're talking about data access and cybersecurity. Yeah. You know, Bob's there at the table having to talk. So if you've got questions if you've got, or concerns, what better opportunity to take advantage of the times they'll be in our booth? And talked about one-on-one. It's, it's not about making laws and all that stuff, as you and I both know. We keep talking about that. But what a great opportunity for the industry to talk about things and get the understanding that they need to have. I mean, he was there for us for the PPP, and we all benefited from that. Yeah. Just to say a few. But, and, and if nothing else, stop by and say hi and tell them thank you for keeping us first and all that. So yeah, good points, Tony. Thank you. Well, listen, like I said, it's an opportunity. You know, the, uh, the podcast, we talk about what's now, what's new, and what's next. And that's exactly what you're going to find, I think, at the X50 show as well. So it's nice to see that uh, all of this is coming together and in a way that benefits everyone in the industry. Right. And it's also an opportunity to learn a little bit more about ASA. You know, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that, you know, we have a special membership offer going on with the show. 
I think that this is an opportunity to not only find out more about ASA and perhaps join ASA, but to save a little bit of money when you do so. So again, it's got something for everyone, as I said before, and I'm looking forward to a great event. Well, again, Tony, thank you for everything. And uh, I want to thank all the team members, both the staff and also the affiliates for all of their hard work and also, most importantly, our industry yeah. for taking a few minutes. Thank you, for, Tony, for putting it together. Oh, no. Thank you for being here. It's been a pleasure. And like I said, we'll look forward to seeing you at the X50 show. So Sounds good. We've been talking with Ray Fisher, the president and executive director of the Automotive Service Association, the sponsor and host of the ASA X50 Conference and Expo. The show is April 30th and May 1st, and registration is open now. Just go to ASAX50.com and you'll find out everything you need to know to participate in what is sure to be one of the best events in the industry. So we'll look forward to seeing you there. Thank you. Take care. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not an ASA member, then now's a great time to join. We have a special running in conjunction with our X50 show. If you join ASA today, you can save $50 off your membership and get access to the X50 conference and expo at the member rate with an additional $50 off. Your total savings is $100. You can sign up at ASAX50.com and please use code X50 new ASA member. If you're in Arizona, Idaho, Illinois, Oregon, or Washington, rebates will be mailed to your business following the event. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.